Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. We hope the Ringer can provide you entertainment and companionship during this time. So as always, feel free to check out theringer.com, where we're still covering the latest in sports, pop culture, tech, and media. And the Ringer's YouTube channel can provide endless amounts of entertainment. You can find that at youtube.com slash theringer. Winging it, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Vince Carter. He is still in the house. He is here. It's been so long. The people miss you. I miss you. What have you been up to? Tell us everything. Uh, I, I mean, nothing. Fighting this pollen, mostly. You know, working on my social distancing outside of golf. You know, but golf right now is is, is that's the best. It's because you can get away. And it's not a lot of people. I mean, it's people out there, but they don't allow you to be close to each other. <laughs> so right. it works for me. It's like living in a ghost town, pretty much. I've seen neighbors that I've never seen before. It's, 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 I tell you, it reminds you of the late 80s, in the 80s in general, I guess. Just when, you know, as a kid, <laughs> this is going to sound like I'm old, old, but <laughs> as a kid, like we, we go play out in the yard say hi to the neighbors and you just did everything outside. You go in, you watch maybe a few TV shows because we didn't have very many. And that's really what it, what, what it was. You didn't really get on the computer. You didn't get on, you know, you didn't have all that. So it kind of reminds me of my childhood, really, as far as just finding things to do outside, riding bikes. I mean, you see people walking up and down sidewalks, kids riding their bikes. Like in a year and a half, I hadn't seen none of that around here. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it brings out like, I guess, an interest to, to actually get outside and do other things that you wouldn't normally be doing during all this. Yeah, I know it's tough for the younger generation as far as, because I mean, social media, which you still have, but just having access to go do anything at any time, you can go on social media, see what's going on. Hey, I'm going to go there. And it's not quite like that now. So uh, I, I think outside of that, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's adjustments for everyone. How are the kids adjusting to it? Vincent not being in school, obviously the baby doesn't know, but... Everybody's good. Uh, my oldest, she's uh, she's doing Zoom school pretty much. Oh, she is. <laughs> yeah, they all they 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 started that like two weeks ago. So she hated it at first, obviously, but like she's in school from eight to three. Wow. I mean, they get their breaks, obviously, just like you change change classes. You, you log off and log back on to get a lunch break. Obviously, they don't get like a like a PE that, that stuff there, but they do stuff in their PE classes. Uh, so. so She's going crazy. She's one of them young ones who likes to be out and about. So And not being able to go to her activities, I'm sure, is rough. Yeah. Yeah. Sports for her. She's missing practices. But I was like, hey, you know, it sounded like a dad. Like, this is the time you can work out and work on your body. Right. She's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the pollen is clearly killing both of us. It's at like it's freaking 5,000 right now. It's like the yeah. highest it's ever been, which it's not yeah. the time. Yeah, this is not the time. So you are still in Atlanta then you decided to stay put for a while. What, what went into that decision? You know, not going back to Florida or whatever. Playing the waiting game. I mean, I mean for me, packing up and moving, not, it's not just me. So, you know, I have three dogs as well. So it's just a lot, it's, it's a lot goes in, into this machine. So I just felt, I just felt like right now I'm going to stay put and just kind of see what's going on. Uh, we had as a team, I just say a 14 day quarantine cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> so I just felt like I should just uh, just stay here. Well, we couldn't leave. Uh, I'm sure there's some guys who kind of got out, but I just I didn't leave. And then once that was lifted, we were able to, to kind of go about. We just had to kind of tell them where we're going, who we're going to be around. I just said, forget it. 
I'll wait a little longer just to see what happens because I, you know me. Well, I know me. And once I uh, get to Florida in that great weather, there's no coming back. <laughs> it's going to be tough to come back. <laughs> so obviously things happen how we did not expect them to happen at all for your final season. And we still don't really know. I mean, maybe, you know, probably more than I do, but just walk us through that day for you when, you know, everything was coming out, Rudy might have to be positive. And I know you found out like mid game that the season was, you know, being suspended. So just walk us through that day and what it was like for you. Well, I'm going to say this, uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, this is actually the first time talking about it. Uh, I haven't been up for talking about, all of this, uh, but what fine, what better time to talk about it on our show. <laughs> but, uh, and I apologize to all the people who's reached out or asked for interviews to talk about quote unquote retirement and all of that. But it's just the season it, to me is up in the air. So I just felt like I didn't want to talk about it yet. And then once it was actually official, then I was willing to talk about it. But, you know, obviously this is you know, a chance for me to, to, to kind of talk about it, but uh, leading through, through the day, it was just, it was, I mean, it was a normal day, but it was just weird. I don't know. Uh, I kind of felt like that maybe the season wouldn't continue. I wasn't sure, but you know, it's just a weird, it was just a weird feeling. Like I felt like, okay, yes, we're going to finish the game, we're gonna play the game and we go to the next one like normal. But I guess there was just a small part of me that was like, uh, I don't know if we're going to make it. You know, when you hear everybody talk about it, obviously that goes into the back of your mind. And we go about our day kind of uh, laughing and joking, you know, making jokes about the whole thing somewhat before before the game with uh, with two of the coaches that I shoot with. All of a sudden, you get to game time and you're playing. And it just – it was a weird game, <laughs> how I was going. And they get to halftime and, uh, you know, first coach kind of laid into us a little bit because we were playing uh, uh, great basketball in the first half. And right before we start the third quarter, he walks up, uh, coach uh, walks up to me, LP, was like, you heard about Rudy Gobert? I was like, no, I was shooting, so how would I? And he kind of tells us, and then next thing you know, the whispers start happening on the bench, and then as soon as I heard that, I was like, they definitely stopping the season right now. And I finished the game, but I didn't even think about everything else, but probably everybody else who's on their phone throughout the game, thinking like, right. this could be the, the last, because we don't know. It's just like, oh, they're definitely going to, Stop it. Uh, you know, that's kind of where it was. And you kind of refocus on, on the game and didn't really think about it potentially being my last game or anything like that until our, our great friend, Dwayne Denman. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. And he was like, man, this might be your last one. They could possibly, you know, stop playing or end the season right here. And I was just like, that would be crazy. And that, that kind of was it. And then all of a sudden you start hearing chants because I guess it kind of, hit everybody else. And I was like, nah, 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 I'm good. Y'all relax. I'm relaxed. I'm no. I mean, DeAndre Bembry jokes is like pushing me on the court. I'm like, nah, chill. Like, I'm good. And it like, like, seems like right after that moment, they started to chant again and it got louder and louder. And I was like, nah, I'm good. And I kind of made eye contact with, uh, with coach. And he was like, yeah. And right like then, it's like a chill just hit me like, oh, shoot. Yeah. You know, and I was laughing off and I was good. And as a check in, it was kind of like, the reality of it. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to enjoy it, whatever, whatever. You know, I just wanted to get a shot off. Obviously you always want to make your last one because you never know, or, you know, they're like, duck it, duck it. I'm like, look, here, I was sitting on the bench too long to attempt the dunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let me get a three up real quick. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, at this point sitting there that long, I'm like three points is more than two any day of the week. I was shooting the three ball and, you know, I was, uh, I was happy more. So, you know, everybody was happy to see it go in. I was just happy. I was able to get the ball there. <laughs> uh, it was just <laughs> mind over matter at that point, because, uh, like I said, you just, you, you, it's one of those moments, like 
I, it's t- I can't say like people when it, if you think of a game winning shot, you think sometimes you want to shoot the ball and you want to be perfect. You want to have the perfect form, the perfect art, perfect follow through the whole nine. I've always been a guy who's like, I believe I've trusted in all the work and I hadn't been shooting the ball well, in my opinion, all year. But when it came down to a shot that I needed to make, it was like second nature and I've done it before. So yeah. Trey throws a ball and I take my one, two step and just shoot it like I've been playing the whole game. And, you know, it's giving me chills right now. Actually, <laughs> it was kind of a, a, a chilling moment to see it go in because I was like, you know, because at first I was like, all right, the season's going to go back in. But at the same time, I was like, well, just in case it doesn't, you might want to try to make this. You know what I'm saying? So it was comfy <laughs> to go in and, and, and kind of enjoy the festivity, which, you know, I struggle with during yep. the game. You know, being at the last, it was at the end of the game, it was a little easier to enjoy the moment. And uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was, uh, it was I'm just glad that uh, it, it went in. So it's just something I always remember because it, it'll always be talked about. And regardless, you know, I can say this now, and who knows how the season ends and navigates, but regardless of I'm one with either result or either way this ends up. If that was the last game, that was the last shot, I made my last shot, and I'm cool with it, and I'm okay, and I, you know, I feel good about my career and how, you know, how things ended. If not, and the season continues, it continues. Right. We're back. Just like that. Uh, I just try to, I, in my mind, I, I approach it. I'm approaching it as the season's over. I mean, there's a lot of people, I, I, I get people tweeting me, talking about, I hope it's not your last game. And I appreciate that. But, I, you know, for me, I'm just trying to attack it like I've done before. Just, hey, it's, the season's probably over. Uh, and then if it does, it's like, hey, surprise, you get a bonus three to five, 10, whatever they're going to choose for us to play. But if not, I'm kind of in the mode. And uh, Golf Vince has been pretty darn good. (laughs) Golf Vince has arrived. Oh, man, he's been good. And that's kind of how I've been thinking of it as like, that was probably it. But if not, like, that's awesome. We have more basketball to be played. But it seems like the longer it goes, I don't know, you might know more than I do, but it's like, we're getting close to what would be next season and they want to do playoffs and whatever. So what helps me kind of, transition and and to be in this mode is because I I have golf. I have something that I I enjoy. I have something that challenges me. Uh, Even with all of this going on, I can go out there in the course and just work on that and and still be in competition mode with myself and just with getting better. So I think that helps kind of stepping away from the game or walking away from the game, whichever one happens (laughs) right now. Uh, That helps the, uh, the transition. Can you imagine, like, how crazy you'd be going right now if you didn't have golf? I, I can't. I can't imagine. It's a good, like, next step if that is if that is what it is. Like, you're ready to be in your retired life and playing golf, and you're still competing. So Yeah, exactly. It, it's something I enjoy doing, so it makes it easier because if, uh, if I didn't play golf, it's like, just think about this. So now we're going through this period, you know, obviously around family and, and doing everything around the house, and you see every inch – of your house all day, every day, yep. you know, and you, you, t- you tend to get outside, but then it will be just, I'm waiting to see what happens to go into phase two of broadcasting or whatever it is I choose to do. At least in between time to kill time, you know, I, I, a little fella, he, I, I shoot b- basketball all day anyway in the yard with him. You know, I'm on, on phone, on the phone with my daughter. We just talk, we talk basketball. We talk about life and all that stuff. I get to be a dad 24 seven instead of, you know, spots it spots here spot there just because of you know everything 
And then an outlet is get on the course when I can. Yeah, it's been a weird time, but like a cool time to reconnect with people or, you know, connect, like you said, like be a dad 24 seven when this probably is not something we ever thought we'd experience. Like I'm talking to my extended family more and old friends and stuff like that. It's giving us a time to connect. Exactly. You start reaching out to people that, I mean, you talk to people here and there like, Hey, what's going on? Just checking into, but it's now it's like, I feel like and I'm sure you'll, you'll feel the same. And people who are, who are listening to this going to feel the same. It's like at some point you feel like, Hey, man, let me just FaceTime or let me get on a Zoom call. Let me get on neighborhood uh, party or something, whatever it's called. And, like you get on all these different apps so you can talk to a lot of people so you can see somebody because you, you know, you're locked in the not you know, you're locked in the house and you know it's just a it's a weird time it's a scary time everybody's feel like they're an expert and I don't want to sit here and sound like everybody else but you know I just hope you know everybody kind of has a chance to reflect and learn more about themselves for one your do's and don'ts and maybe figure out and find new hobbies of new things about you that you didn't know mm-hmm. uh, you're doing things I'm sure like reading and, and just either meditating I don't know just people just trying to find things to do where we always know we had an outlet of I'm bored so I'm gonna go to the bar club strip club whatever it is now it's like you find different things to do with yourself it could be a blessing in disguise as far as just people having another tool in their belt when all of this is over with you know so we just hope people remain well we hope people are, are smart about you know how they go about their day and being around people and just taking precautions obviously so I do the same and uh yeah Hopefully this is over sooner than later. And speaking of taking precautions, I think it would mean a lot for people to hear from you how important it is for them to be staying in the house right now. You know, I've been watching the news way too much, but like... Yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing I was going to say. Watching the news, I think it scares you a little bit. Obviously, you want to educate yourself on how this all works and, and the smart way to handle things. And obviously, there's people uh, who, who who have to be in a workplace and, and around people. We just hope they're... Uh, you know they're being protected by us who, who who aren't able to 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 go to work and just just do the right thing. You know I, that's all I say. I just say do, just do the right thing. I think we are, we understand and know what that means. And uh, you know I don't want to be like oh you need to make sure you're six feet away and go wash your hands. I mean that's all the obvious things that we, we need to do. So that's why I say just be smart uh, and make the right decisions. Uh, obviously just for I mean just think about it for. Your family, not, not even if we think about other people's uh, well-being, think about it for your family in general. Like you want, you will want the next person who may have this virus or not to, to be away from your elderly family or family in general. So we should do the same, which is, it's tough. It, it's a tough situation. It's an adjustment period that you have to do. It's not, oh, I will take a couple of months to work my way into it. It's yeah. not that. And that's the, I think the toughest thing for everybody was driving people crazy. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's nothing we've ever experienced before. And so like yeah. uh, it's been just such a weird year in general. From the start. <laughs> From the start. Is there anything else you've been working on outside of your golf game and your parenting game, like any kind of reading or maybe a video game? I may uh I said that I said I was like I hear you know, I see the Call of Duty tournaments going on, people talking about it. Uh, I was like, oh, I'll just about play just leisurely just to play. I mean, I've seen play I've played it before. Don't get me wrong, it's just Video games is not really the thing I do now. Uh, I was a big, I'm a big, obviously, golfer. So uh, the Tiger Woods golf back in the day, that was called Roy McIlroy golf for a while. Things like that. But reading mostly, mostly uh, I'm reading uh, Stuart Scott's book. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of my buddies, a uh, good friend, the Tar Heel. And uh, he said some nice things about me. So I wanted to, to, to read up on that book. So uh, got, I got to know him very well over the years obviously so uh it was just it's a it was an emotional read 
especially reliving some of the moments that I know about the insert he put on me. It was just so crazy. It was just crazy to read and just obviously know he's not here and, and just to know his impact in the uh, broadcasting world. I guess that's why it's, it's it, it, uh, it's so special because of his, his reach and, and, and how he made people feel on air mm-hmm. and everybody loved him and started to kind of take different uh, approaches that he would use and do over the years. So uh, yeah, great book. That's awesome. I'm sure for you, it's even more personal having the Carolina stuff and the stories about you. Did you feel, did you get like really emotional when you read your parts? Yeah, for sure. And I'll tell you what, what it was. What are the, the memories uh, I have of him? The fondest would be uh, the playoffs in 2001, my graduation. He spoke at my graduation. He was our speaker. Wow. And we sat and talked and waited in the back through all this. And just hearing him congratulate me and telling me like how it's amazing. I, I'm able to, I was able to kind of make the two work graduating and still playing the game and he was rooting for me obviously we root for each other because of our uh, college background and just knowing each other for a long time so that's one of the, the first things obviously starting to read the book and then read the uh, you know that little part of uh, the parts about you know that he said about me yeah he's a, he's a, he's a great guy correct me if i'm wrong would you like fly to your graduation the day of a game or something well no let me say so then i flew to Chapel Hill the night before. So the team flew to Philly. I, I left from Toronto to Chapel Hill the night before. So I was already there because our graduation, I think, was at nine in the morning. And then from there, uh, uh, after the graduation, I flew straight to, to from Philly from Chapel Hill, which wasn't a long flight. But it's still risky, but you had to go. You were committed. Yeah, but it was it, but at the same time, it's like it was it was it was nine in the morning, nine in the morning. I graduated. We had our team. Uh, walk through at like 11 30 11 12 o'clock I was in I was there 20 minutes early so I was in the meeting I was in the meeting room sitting there before the players even got there so I was back in time still took my nap did everything like normal except for my flight early in the morning that's pretty impressive I, I, the, I played is the mind games and listening to what everybody else is saying and oh flying flying in the morning you're jet lagging there's no way you'll be able to play it and listening I, I remember the one thing I remember about it more than anything that made me laugh but kind of bothered me is that I remember I want to say it was ESPN uh, but I remember one of the stations where had an expert call in and talk about how you know jet lag and it's going to take all these hours and you shouldn't be able to play I was like man I'm me <laughs> and I can handle this, you know, and, and that's kind of how I felt, you know, I was like, I can handle this. And, and I remember the first, maybe for, let's say first five minutes of the game, I was running down the court, my legs felt heavy at first. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> my first shot was short because I was so worried about it, tried to be perfect. Maybe they were right. And then after that, I was fine. I was fine. <laughs> that's funny. They're all in your head. Let's rewind a little bit to... NBA and kind of what's happening right now. And I want to take you out of the equation. We can talk more like if this is retirement in the next couple of weeks or whatever, but just from your perspective, like what's the best thing for the league to be doing right now? Like how would you, you know, tell, tell them to handle it if, if you could help. I know all the fans want to see basketball and we're dying to see some sports. And for me, I just say the league taking their time doing the right thing is the right thing mm-hmm. because yeah. When you make your decision either way to resume, cancel, that's it. It's not like, oh, we're joking, we're taking it back. Right. So if they're taking their time to figure out the best way to handle this, so be it. Like I said, I, I know 
that they're taking their time, sacrifices, <laughs> you know, my final games. And I'm okay with that. I know fans and people are like, oh, you know, we want to see you play. But, you know, I think the bigger picture is what matters right now is just the safety for everyone. Obviously, you'd like to see business as usual and everybody going back to their jobs and not having to worry about making ends meet, how they're going to see that next check and everything. And we want that to happen. But we also want you safe to continue breathing on this earth or your family members to continue to breathe on this earth. I don't know what's the right, what's the right thing. Cause I'm not well educated on all of it. I just, I mean, right. as far as common sense is concerned, it's just like, if taking this long to make a decision on what's right, I understand the playoffs is most important. That's the most exciting. That's when everybody's watching. It's on center stage. So in my mind, I think they're just trying to figure out how to make things right for the playoffs. And then if they can find three, five, six, seven, ten games, whatever, to play for the warm-up game, that's fine. Do I think there'll be fans? I don't think there'll be fans in the stand still. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say this is off subject, but real quick, the funniest thing I watched, the weirdest thing I watched was watching Monday Night Raw. one. <laughs> <laughs> they're still going on with no fans in there and still be in character and still do their job. And it's amazing to see. And it was just great to see. And it's kudos to them for it to still stay in character and stay focused without having the roar of the crowd that we're so used to and we feed off of. And they, they're, they're bringing their own energy. So that's the challenging part of it. So I think having a couple games to warm up for teams to get players to get used to that is 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 uh, essential. I'm content and I'm one with either decision. So if it's over, unfortunate, but yes, it's over. And uh, like I said, I went out with a with a make and, and, and a great feeling, and great memories. And if we're going to continue this thing soon, let's do it. And I was thinking about it, like if they did do playoffs, those warm-up games are essential because you guys are, I mean, I know a lot of guys have home gyms and stuff, but you can't be in the facility or you can't be, you know, going to work out. And so you have to have at least, what, like a month maybe? Get back into NBA shape. Right. And and the high-level shape uh, to play in in the professional game in general, but for the playoffs. Yeah, like you said, some guys are fortunate to to have their own gyms in their houses. or access to gyms where they have the keys. Uh, I know a couple of players on our team who have, who has that service, but for the young guys who don't have that, you know, they need time to kind of get back into the swing of things. So all of all the sports, but you know, golf, all these different uh, sports that have canceled uh, uh, a lot of figuring out to do as far as do's and don'ts, rights and wrongs. Uh, obviously, Money coming in, uh, we all know that's that's what's important, <laughs> you know, for for a lot of these organizations, and, and they, you know, they rely. We rely on our checks. We rely on the money coming in. And it's now it's an adjustment period, figuring out how to make ends meet. So uh, it's a tough decision. I'm glad I, I'm not making that decision. Right. Yeah. That's why the only reason I've had peace is like none of this is up to me. So I'm just going to let the people that are much smarter and much more above me make those right decisions. I do want to say about, you know, making ends meet and stuff. If they are listening, I want to shout out to Jamie Gertz and Tony Ressler and the rest of the Hawks ownership group. They've pledged to maintain pay for not only us full-time employees, but also the part-time employees that would have been working the games and the concerts and all that. Yeah. Especially because there's, there's literally no money coming in anymore. And so the fact that they did that and they've, you know, kind of inspired other ownership groups to do that is mind blowing. Yeah, and I have to I have to give a personal shout out to just the organization in general. 
just listening to them talk, we were one of the first to kind of handle things how we handle it as far as keeping guys away, our communication with, well, our personal space, uh, make sure our personal space was limited. Uh, we had the one day of, uh, of like some, some guys in the gym and then we cut that out and just, we've had, we've done a good job of just making sure guys are protected, families are protected and, and just doing our part in the community. We just did the, the recent video for the doctors and nurses and all of the, the people who are making a difference in, in, in helping heal the world right now and putting themselves at risk. And it was, it was, it was cool to, to see uh, our entire team join in in the video. It's something simple like that to kind of motivate and encourage all people. And we just did it in the local uh, area, but for all those who are listening, you know, we, we definitely appreciate you giving your time and making sure we're all safe and, and, and continue to encourage us to do the right thing for your safety as well. Yeah. And from the top to the bottom, like from the doctors to the janitors working at the hospitals, you know, we are so grateful for every single one of them. And I, I can't imagine being in their position right now. Putting their lives on the line. One of the most important people are the, uh, the janitorial staff, as far as just cleansing and, and yep. keep, it, keep it clean for everybody to, to feel safe and be safe when they walk into these different buildings and, and uh, doctor's offices and so on and so forth. So uh, I mean, no, no person is more superior than the other right now. They're all right. as important. Big shout out to them. You know, watching the news, like you said, is it's a little bit too much, but it's, it's crazy what our country is going through and we are beyond, beyond grateful for all those people. So yeah. thank you guys if you're listening. Let's talk about the last night of this past season, hopefully not the last night forever, but you tweeted out specifically, such a weird night, but I am truly thankful for each and every person during this 22 year journey. If it really is it, I thank everyone for your love and support for all these years. So I know this is emotional because I get emotional just reading that, but like for you, what are those people or those memories that really stand out the most to you that made you want to write that tweet? Like I said, being one with the situation I wanted to get in front of it before everybody else kind of made their assumptions of what I was thinking. You know, that's one thing uh, is that, that kind of bothers me when we assume a player is saying or will say or thinking one thing. So I kind of wanted to jump in front of it, uh, being that I'm not super active on social media anyway. So I don't want it to be, oh, by way of, no, I want it to come for me. I didn't want it to put it on any other engines and sites and they want it to come for me. And that was just like, at that moment, I want to say I was sitting in the garage of Arena still. <laughs> uh, actually, I think I was still here because I was the last one to do my interview. So I was just sitting there and uh, I was talking to my buddy KP. Shout out to the colleagues. Uh, we were sitting there. I was just talking. We were talking about him, kind of reflecting on how it all happened. And, you know, listening to, to, to him talk like he's like, <laughs> he's just like, I came to the game today like, okay, just another game. Not knowing that this was your last game quote, you know, potentially. So for me, just talking about it, I just, I just felt like it was important. Like I, like I said, I just sat there and did the, the scrub with everybody, but it was just like, for me personally, I just, my way of just thanking people over 22 years, it's hard to thank every person, every player, media member, just people in general, random people, you know, arena staff. Cause I, you know, I make it my business sometimes when I'm there just to speak and laugh and joke with them like everyone else. So it was just my way of just kind of, thanking them immediately for support my time in the league. And that was just, it wasn't just for Atlanta. It was kind of for everybody, like over my years. And, you know, I didn't want to just kind of 
first of all, you can't, you can only put so much in a, <laughs> in a tweet, but uh, I wanted to make sure what I said kind of reached everyone over the course of 22 years, which is hard to do. And I hope everybody, you know, who I've come in contact with, great friends, best friends, uh, associates, whatever, kind of felt that, enjoyed it because it was just like, I don't know how to say that to all these people. You know, I, I need some months to kind of go through. Oh, yeah, shoot, I forgot about him. So it was just, uh, it was kind of, th- well, it was kind of thought out, but it was just kind of a, a feeling, a mood, and emotion at the at that time, and what I said was just, you know, was how I was feeling. It. I was just thankful for it, and it was just funny listening to to KP talk. Like, man, you know, I don't. I'm, he's like, I'm selfish. <laughs> I want this to end. I want to see you finish. I want to see you play. I want to see you this. And I was just like, you know, walking down that hallway and uh, driving home. When I got home, when I was sitting here on the couch, I was like, hey, am I okay with this or am I not? And I am. Because it's just, I understand. Like, I, I try to be a big picture guy. The big picture is we're trying to make sure we're all safe. And it is what it is. And it's, it's weird. And we're three and a half, three weeks uh, removed from it. And I still get the, the tweets from people saying, hey, you know, this is not right. You should finish like this. And, and, and I, I get it. And it's cool. It's not the storybook ending we all want. Just like when we grow up and we want, we have this way we're going to live our lives. You know, we're going to grow up, we're going to be 20 something and have kids and family. And it doesn't happen that way, but you still adjust and you still move on. This is not what to say. Knowing you like I do, I know that you truly meant that in the tweet and like that you really wanted it to touch everyone, like your teammates and even media and fans, like you want them to know how grateful you are for their support. Yeah, that was definitely my initial thoughts. And like I said, I didn't want to go too deep. Uh, at the t- at the time, because like I said, you know, to go and, and, and do all the thank yous to so many people, and then all of a sudden, season's like, ah, yeah, I was just joking, and then to do it again. So I, I don't know. I just it was kind of like a if this is it, like I said, I'm very appreciative, and I wanted to thank everybody. And it, like I said, instead of trying to name everyone, I wanted to just thank everybody because everybody played an important role, whether they knew it or not. I want to say if, and this is a capital I F. This is the end. Is there anything, not the end, but the end of your playing career, is there anything you would want to say to fans that are listening that have supported you through these 22 seasons? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Uh, when it's official, <laughs> okay. I definitely, we're definitely going to get on because, uh, you know, I, I know they're going to want me to do it with media and all that, but we'll definitely do a special show for that. Uh, and I could kind of say my thank yous and everything because, uh, you know, it's, it's it, for, for one to give you some time to think about it. I could just be genu- more, a little more genuine and, yeah. and, and instead of just doing it within the media, which I try to be as genuine as possible. It's just, it's different. You know, when we're sitting here talking in, in, in this setting, uh, I definitely want to try to reach out to as many people and just say my thank yous. Like I said, I, I, and I, I'm always hesitant with doing that when I try to target and individualize people. Cause I tend to miss people. Yeah. And then people are like, what about me? So that's why I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant with in doing that. So, uh, but like, you know, as of right now, I'm thankful for like fans who are, who have, who are concerned for me and wanting to see me finish the season in these last, what, 15 games or so. Uh, you know, that's a, that's, it's, it's just cool to see, uh, and to, to know people care that much. Uh, obviously, uh, the, 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 uh, the common denominator, uh, out of all the tweets are obviously seeing. Well, one of two is seeing uh, that last game in Toronto and seeing my last game 
at home in general, you know, which is really it. Those were two that like uh, you were looking forward to it, but like, I don't really know how I would handle it. <laughs> you know, it's like, believe it or not, it's kind of like, man, it's coming. And KP texted me a couple of days ago. He's like, hey, man, you know, in two weeks, we'd have been getting ready for Toronto. <laughs> like, he's, you know, all of my friends and family are so excited. They're all going to be there to support me and just be in the building. I have a lot of random people tweeting me and just saying, hey, I, already, I had my ticket to be there. So it was going to be a big freaking party. Uh, and, in Toronto. And that's kind of how I wanted it to be more so than a send-off. And like, like, if it's a send-off, I, I'm not, I can't handle that. Like if it was just like, just let let it let the game play, let it happen. Everybody cheer, yay! Goodbye, man. It's cool. All right, I'm good. But like, if we try to get all set in the middle, man, <laughs> not gonna end well. I'm good. <laughs> well, we will hopefully. I guess once we find out the official news from the league, then we can do maybe a retirement kind of episode if if that's what we need to do. Then. Yeah, for sure. So we'll, we'll give it some time. You know, we never know what's going to happen exactly. All right. Well, we can go ahead and close, but um, hopefully we can do another one of these later in the week or next week and maybe catch up with some, some guests that we had lined up to do it when they were in town. Maybe we can get on there on video with them. Yeah, that's we definitely should do that because they're, they're definitely bored. But this is kind of good to kind of get, you know, to, to, to do some of these and, and talk to the people like this. And, you know, with social distancing, you can't do, but so, social distancing, you can't do, but so much. And, you know, at least people have something to do and they can listen to us uh, in their house. Like I said, send, send in your requests for people. Hopefully we can line up and also uh, send in some questions. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to it. It'll give me something more to do in the social distancing. We want to thank you guys so much for listening, um, so much for tuning in. We've missed you all. Um, I've missed my partner, Vince Carter, and I'm glad to have you back on here. We will talk soon. And don't forget to give us five stars. Down below. We deserve five stars now because like we're gonna be hey, we're your outlet now. We one are. of your outlets. We have a lot of lot of <laughs> podcast things to do, but we're back. We're back, baby. So for Annie Finberg and Vince Carter, we will talk to you next time. Easy.